0: Hey guys, this is Jeff Stanek with Figured Out Baseball. have got a really good and a unique Figured Out Baseball podcast today. As you know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, we spend the majority of our podcast talking to college baseball coaches, uh, professional baseball coaches, and occasionally some, some pro players, former pro players. But today we've got a unique individual on the podcast today. We're lucky enough to be joined by Kayla Baptista uh kayla spent the summer of 2021 as an intern with the wareham gateman one of the teams in the cape cod baseball league and if you're familiar with the college baseball scene at all the cape cod league has been known for decades as being the best college baseball uh summer league the summer summer wood bat league in the country so being a part of that league at all is pretty special and kayla this summer this past summer 2021 was an intern with them and, and that's primarily what we want to talk about in this podcast today just about uh, what Kayla's doing which is pretty unique in the baseball or softball world uh, a little more on Kayla before we jump into questions with her she is a Smithfield Rhode Island native as an athlete herself she's currently a rising softball I'm sorry a rising sophomore softball player at UNC Chapel Hill uh, she was named the 2020. Rhode Island Gatorade Player of the Year as a senior in high school at LaSalle Academy in Rhode Island. So she's a very uh, a very gifted softball player as it is, but she's got her sights set on some other things in the future outside of softball, again, which is kind of the reason for the podcast. So Kayla, before we get into questions, I just wanted to uh, welcome you and say thank you very much for being a part of our podcast today.
1: Of course, this is Awesome. I'm super happy to do this.
0: So without putting words in your mouth, um, why don't you tell the people who are listening to this in case they aren't familiar with your story, or maybe we can even go into more detail than what they might have heard otherwise, but what was the reasoning behind you wanting to intern with Wareham Gateman as far as uh, the doors that you maybe wanted that to open for your future?
1: So I've been a huge fan of baseball my entire life. I've been to Red Sox games and Paw Sox games with my um, dad and family since, I don't know, probably I was like four. Um, So baseball has been a huge part of just my family dynamic. And I even played baseball for a year, Um, just a fall ball. I pitched and played shortstop. But um, bottom line, like, baseball is my passion, and... It is my dream to coach baseball, Um, whether it be a head coaching job in college baseball or a manager in major leagues. So, I mean, turning as an on-field coaching intern with the Wareham Gateman, I figured would be a great first step to getting my feet in there.
0: It's pretty amazing, and I, I wanted to have you on the podcast because I, I, I just I saw some things about you on social media and, and I really like to have people on the podcast who, uh, you know, who want to be sort of pioneers in different things, whether it's with some sort of tech or whether just you know, I think teams are doing things a little bit differently. Or in this case, you know, you're trying to break down some barriers that that other women certainly have, but it's still it's very difficult for, for anyone to get into pro ball or, you know, into college coaching, it's not, um, you know, not the easiest thing to do for anyone, but especially for a female to be coaching in, you know, in a, in a male sport. I, I was actually just, this is unrelated to the podcast, but I was just kind of thinking yesterday, I was, um, you know, I, I looked through a lot of coaching staffs for different reasons with Figured Out Baseball. I have to contact, you know, college baseball and softball coaches. And, and it's it's not unusual for men to coach softball, but it's, it's obviously almost unheard of for women to coach baseball in college. I, I honestly don't know that I've come across any females that coach college baseball. Uh, you know, females are starting to break into major league baseball uh, or at least minor league baseball in in like major league front offices in different ways. But it's it's just still something that's very unique and unheard of. And to be honest, I, I had the same questions about men uh, coaching softball as I do about women coaching baseball. It's just you know, with guys that are coaching softball without having played, there are definitely a lot of differences in softball than baseball. And I, and I just wonder sometimes how those things are bridged. Now for you, uh, my next question, I guess, would be, uh, what exactly did you get to do with the Wareham Gateman this summer? You know, what were some of your responsibilities, you know, day to day, either on the field, off the field? just kind of curious what kind of things you got to do and experience while you were there. Oh So I, I did a lot. So,
1: I mean, I guess I can describe a typical day so we would get there for early work which is mostly just hitters so I would throw batting practice to them we would set up the machine um I'll take us through like a game day too so we get the starting pitcher um ahead of time so we can set the machine to like certain pitches um to prepare them for that starting pitcher so we'll do that batting practice for early work and then, let's say, we have to get on the bus. Um, but I had to drive myself because because of COVID. The coaches couldn't go on the bus with them. So, we would drive the game, pre-game. So, I would hit fungos, throw betting practice again. Um, whether that be in the cages or on the field or both. <laughs> and... Then, after that, we would do in and out. And then, that's when I would do the charts. So, thanks to some of our scouting interns who scout the players um, in previous games and using Synergy, um, we look at each hitter's stats on the other team and their spray charts. And then, I would go through the lineup and write the shifts down. So it would be either like a slight shift, a heavy shift, or straight. So I would do that for the whole lineup, write some other important information down about each hitter. Um, And then it's game time. And game time I would coach first sometimes and other times I'd just be doing times in the dugout. Um, But yeah, that's basically it. And then after the game, obviously we meet as a team Go
0: home and then do it all over again the next day. <laughs> I think it's cool that you got to do some of that on-field stuff, and and you're again you're coaching in that league. You're with some of the best college baseball players in the country, and we talked briefly about this before we started recording. But what was their reaction to you? How did you feel like you were, um, how did you feel like you were treated? I guess compared to some of the other coaches, either on your team or other team, by the players.
1: Uh, The players were great. So they're the first baseball team that I've ever gotten the chance to work with. And going into that, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect or how it was going to go. Like, were they going to respect me? Were they going to listen to me? Um, Because obviously I'm a female in their sport. But I could not be more grateful for the way that they treated me. Um, Every single one of them listened to me. If I had input about absolutely anything, um, throwing batting practice to them was fun. It was easy. They're all great. I had a lot of laughs. Um, it was just, it was a great time. They were awesome.
0: I, was, I think that's yeah. pretty cool. And I, but I've got to ask you if it was intimidating at all to you? You know, just to be put myself in that position. It might be intimidating for me. You know, having coached college baseball for quite a while, to go to a league with that elite of players um you know were, were you intimidated at any point when you showed up uh not just because you're a female but just because you're you're around these this caliber of players uh you know throwing bp to these guys did you did you get intimidated by that just like you know trying to be um i don't know how much you, if a player if you if you throw overhand bp at all or if you ever have uh you know obviously softball players you probably flip to each other but it's probably more underhand uh, flipping i would assume yeah. you know baseball players do that as well but i know you did a lot of overhand bp and i don't know how much you've done of that before was that was any of that intimidating either being around the players on this team uh, or or you know having to throw on-field bp with a lot of eyes on you or anything else did any of that stuff get to you at any point during the during your internship
1: so i had never thrown overhand bp before i've done here so this is my first time ever doing that so, and I, I didn't even do it in the cage before they just threw me on the field to throw batting practice. <laughs> so, I mean, and the first time I did it was in front of a workout, uh, in front of a workout in front of the Mets. So, <laughs>
0: that was kind of <laughs> no intimidating. No pressure. <laughs> but, you
1: know, but, I mean, as an athlete myself, I'm kind of used to pressure. So, I feel like I, um, just being an athlete and being thrown into that um, but it worked out really well um, but another time, I mean I guess I would get a little intimidated when I would be throwing to them in the cage and they would hit the top of the cage and they would come like firing down at my head or something <laughs> <laughs> but happened a lot
0: <laughs> that's just when you gotta start busting them inside so they don't hit it back up the yeah. middle right? <laughs> I mean
1: knock on when I went the whole season without hitting anybody, <laughs> and um, oh, the last game I broke one bat. <laughs> that was it. Um, but yeah, it was it was
0: really fun. He probably started throwing <laughs> cutters toward the end there. I know that one of my first one of my first batting practice experiences when I uh, first started coaching was. Uh, my old head coach at Duquesne, where I went to school, uh, his kid was, uh, played in the big leagues for quite a while, but at the time, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was in double or triple a, but there was another one of his high school teammates. Uh, so it was the off season, um, for, for these, for the pro guys and, uh, and they came to hit with us. So I was throwing, I, you know, I was throwing this particular day, we were in the cage and the head coach's son, who again was double or triple A, and he was a first round pick, I, I think first or second round pick, might have been a second round pick, out of high school, and then his buddy who went to college but was also now in minor leagues was there as well, and uh, and I didn't know that I was doing this, but I was throwing some pretty nasty cutters, and I I was just trying to throw like pretty firm BP, but was cutting the ball on yeah. him pretty good, and um, the one guy uh, I didn't break his bat, but I threw. What, what, what ended up being like a slider to him as a left-handed hitter down and in on him, and he swung and missed, and I, f- I felt bad about it because I didn't want him to – I wasn't trying to do that, but uh, yeah. now that guy is the Pirates bench coach. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. Well. So I don't know if I'd get a chance to
0: ever talk to him, but I'd like to say, like, hey, remember that kid at Duquesne that was throwing batting practice to you way back when you were in A and uh, was throwing, like, really nasty cutters to you? Like, that was me. But, uh, <laughs> hey, at least I only broke one bat, and, and you can only take part of the blame for that, right? Yes <laughs> <laughs> um I know you got to work with some other really interesting people this year. You got to work with Ron Polk, who is a legendary college baseball coach as well as Jerry Weinstein, who has coached a little bit of everywhere and is one of the best one of the, two I guess both of those guys I think for people that you know that that coach those are two very recognizable names um to people that are, are lifelong baseball guys, you know, coaching at the very highest levels of their sport. Um, how, how What was it like for you to be able to be around baseball minds like that, especially with what your goals are in the future? I, I just can't even imagine being your first experience, your first internship, your, your first real coaching experience with older players, getting to spend time with those two guys. What was that like for you, Kayla? Oh, pokey. Oh, I
1: called him pokey he kind of like got that name as the season went on um and then everybody started calling him Pokey um so Coach Polk obviously yes Mississippi State he he loves his Mississippi State and his Hoyo de Mare cigars (laughs) and actually when I went to Aruba I brought him back one and um he loved it but (laughs) besides (laughs) the point um I mean, Coach Polk, he was, like, my partner in crime this entire season. Um, he and I were in the corner of every single dugout calling the shifts, the plays, um, everything. I was, like, his right-hand man or woman, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Um, and I learned a ton from him. I mean, he wrote a book, um... The baseball playbook i think it's called yeah um and it was pretty cool to basically get a summary of that book in person or yeah it was pretty cool and i mean learning from him was a great experience and i can't think of a better person to learn from for my first internship with baseball my first experience with baseball than him so it was
0: it was awesome how willing was he, Kayla, to share things with you? I mean, was, when he's in the dugout, is he is he spending a lot of time interacting with players? Is he is he just kind of there, uh, you know, just to just just kind of having some fun and being, um, you know, kind of that kind of that just just that that presence who's who's clearly been around. Uh, a long time and just sort of, you know, him being there is impressive in itself. Or does he spend a lot of time coaching players or coaching you up, knowing what, what, he, what your future goals would be? Just kind of curious about how willing Coach Polk is to share his obviously incredible wealth of, of baseball knowledge. Yeah, so he coached when
1: he needed to, like, he would pull players aside um, when it was the right time. Um, to do so, but he didn't try to overcoach them, because he also knows that they come from different college programs, and not everything he does is the same as what they're used to, so he respected that very well, and in terms of me, he knows, like, my goals and dreams with baseball, so he helped me in every way that he could, and he's just, like, such a great guy, he's very down to earth, he's serious when he needs to be, but he is... Really
0: funny,
1: too. Hmm. Um, just super down-to-earth, and yeah, I'm going to miss him a lot.
0: <laughs> I can imagine, especially just, uh, again, that kind of that kind of personality. He's sort of a god in the college baseball world, and I bet he was going crazy this year uh, for Mississippi State during the College World Series. Um, yeah, she I,
1: had us checking the score for him <laughs> literally every five minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not surprising. He's actually the one... Uh, I, you know, my, my only sort of second, third-hand experience with him was that my, uh, the third place that I coached was Winthrop and our head coach there, Joe Hudak, was a volunteer for Coach Polk way back then, way back when, I should say, and uh, and he, uh, Coach Hudak, w- would just say, like, this was a Ron Polk thing, this was a Ron Polk thing, so I felt like, you know, the, the system that we had at Winthrop when I was there was a lot of Ron Polk-influenced uh, you know, just just baseball and I I know that his book now he he even he posts a lot of things on social media. If you don't follow Ron Polk, you definitely should. Uh, he'll post some things on there that I think are, are is pretty good insight. Uh, and of course he's got he's got the book as well. Um, I, I'm kind of curious with you, Kayla, as well. Just another thing I wanted to ask you, being that you want to be uh, a woman in baseball, can I just ask why why baseball and not softball? You know why why do you want to be involved in baseball at high levels instead of college. Obviously, you know, college um, college softball is a very big thing across our country, but uh, there is some pro softball as well, right? It's not something I follow, but there is pro softball uh, as an option as well. I'm just curious why, um, you know, why baseball, not softball for you?
1: Um, I would say because or I've been involved and a fan, Major League baseball since I was like four, so it's always been like my main passion. And I have played softball since I like I never got into playing baseball, um, so softball was just something that i in general. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to coaching college softball but my main passion and goal is to help baseball players reach their goals of making it to the major leagues and reaching their goals and the major leagues, if that's the case. But I wouldn't be opposed to coaching college baseball either. Um, just coaching in general is something that I'm really passionate about, just helping players reach their dreams.
0: It's cool um, that you know that shape. this early in your career, That's something you want to do. Uh you know, a lot of people, I think they, they coach when they sort of run out of stuff to do, but that's sort of how I was as well. I, I knew that when I stopped playing at some point, at some capacity, I would be, uh, I would get into coaching, and it's certainly something I, I miss. Now, from your experience, Kayla, this summer, what are some of the biggest differences that you see in the baseball world as, as opposed to softball, whether it's game strategy or, or preparation or just like mechanical things in the game? Uh, from what from what you got to experience, what are some of the differences between the games?
1: Um, so I actually realized that baseball and softball are pretty different. Um, I thought that they were similar, but the game itself, um, differs in a lot of ways. For example, like the leads and the steals, like it took me a little bit to like fully understand like the different techniques that you can do for like leads and steals in baseball, um, the timing of everything, um, everything that goes into it, like coaching for space, getting the time to home for the pitchers. Um, so there's, like, the steel, the base running aspect of it, that's pretty different. Um, pitching is a lot different, um, obviously, because they're going overhand um, and the different t- movements of the pitches. Um, also very different from softball. Um, but I have to say, like, in my opinion, and I know everyone has a lot of different opinions, the swing is pretty similar. Like, I mean, I guess some people say, like, I have a baseball swing, quote unquote, a baseball swing. But I mean, I don't think there is a distinct difference between a baseball and a softball swing, in my opinion. Um. So in terms of that, no, fielding a ground ball is fielding a ground ball. I mean, that's the same. Um,
0: You're an infielder in college, right, Kayla? Infielder,
1: outfielder. I played second place, though, last year.
0: Do you think that the speed of playing infield is different? Um, Oh. Because in in (laughs) softball, you really don't have time. Like in baseball, on a routine ground ball – even to the left side, you have time to, you know, field it. In so- A lot of a lot of infielders on a routine ball will sort of pat their glove while they, they take, like, one sort of shuffle step toward first base and have time to yes. throw it in softball. You don't even really have time to do that, right? I mean, is, is that a big difference for you? Uh, just something else that you've seen and experienced?
1: Yes. So, one big difference is, like, Poke and I would call out, like, the runner, the hitter's running timeout to the infield, every single hitter. So, it would be, like, 45 or, like, 40, but in softball, it's funny because it's a whole second less um, for a runner. Like, so I slap two. So slappers in softball probably run from like a two eight to a three one, a three two. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a lot faster the game of softball than baseball. But, um. Yeah, I would
0: say yes to answer your question, Kayla. Who are some of your biggest influences to get you to this point? I mean, even to take the first step. This is obviously step one in in one of many many steps that you're going to take between now and where you ultimately end up. Uh, And even this probably was I I have to imagine a pretty big step for you in a lot of ways. Um, You know, significant. In, in a lot of ways for you to, to be able to be an intern with the Wareham Gateman and sort of, again, take step one on the way to your career and to coaching and hopefully being involved in the baseball world. But who are some of the biggest influences that you've had in your life, whether that's coaches or people in your family or, or just, just people that have helped you get to where you are right now?
1: So first I would probably say my dad um, because, like I said, he's taken me to every single baseball game that I can imagine. And – yesterday we went to the Red Sox game, so, I mean, I'd say my dad. He's probably, my, he's definitely my number one supporter. He's the hardest worker I know, by far. And I get my work ethic and, you know, so he's definitely number one. And I would probably say Rachel Balkovec, who I reached out to the beginning of last fall, and we had a couple of um, Zoom calls together, and helped me set up my cover letter, resume, and all of that, which I actually sent out to multiple teams in the Cape Cod League. Um, and Wareham was actually the only one that got back to me. But um, yeah, so she's helped me a lot. She understands my goals and dreams of what to do and. She- another great supporter and person I always go to for help and talk to, whether it be about baseball, about life, about school, anything. She's just a great person,
0: and she's great at what she does. How did you first get in touch with her? Because that was actually the next question I was going to ask, because you, you tag her. in in tweets on a fairly regular basis. So I was going to ask if you had a relationship with her or if that's just something that, like, she's sort of someone you look up to or so you tag her from time to time. But you actually have a a relationship with her. You've talked to her. You've been on Zoom calls with her. How did you first get in touch with Rachel? I think that's really cool.
1: So I saw that she had a mentorship program um, just through social media. So I reached out to her and was like, I'm very interested. I want to work in baseball, which is something that you do, and I would love your help. And she got back to me like the mentorship program um, was great. I would recommend it for literally everybody. Um, so I did the program, but I mean, she's so awesome. She kept talking to me after, and we still stay in touch. And we just created a great bond and relationship um, throughout. Basically, in the past year now. Um, so
0: yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. And now, is the mentorship program is it for females that want to coach, or is it for anybody that wants to coach?
1: I think it is primarily. I mean, don't. I wouldn't mark my word on this, but I think it's primarily for women, um, and not necessarily that just want to work in baseball. I think it's for any job in general okay. that they want to do like I said it's a mentor mentorship building a cover letter and a resume sort of thing. Um but I'm sure anyone can do it and um male, female, doesn't matter. Um she's a great person. She would help literally anybody. Um so yes.
0: I think that's it's yeah. just so uh <laughs> it's great that she would do that. And if you don't know who Rachel Balkovic is, she's uh, she's a minor league hitting coach in the Yankees organization, and and, and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't, I don't have this written down, but I believe she was the first woman to get a minor league hitting job. Um, yes,
1: with, time. With, with
0: any organization, yeah, and she was the first woman to coach in the All Star Futures game. Um, and I just think it's really neat that she will take the time to talk, uh, you know, to someone like you or, or anybody that's interested that kind of wants to follow her path. Do you think that Rachel has done enough where? you will have a clear path to be able to get a job in Major League Baseball. And and obviously, obviously, you have to put the resume together that makes you qualified to begin with. But if you are qualified, you know, I know that Rachel, part of Rachel's story is that she was qualified, but because she was a female, she couldn't get a job. So she eventually changed her name on her resume from Rachel to Ray, and all of a sudden started getting a lot of interest because the resume was good enough. Um, do you think that she's broken down the barrier to where you'll be able to put Kayla Baptista on your resume and get calls back even though you're a female? Or do you think that there's still a lot of work there to do? Or is it kind of – is that something that maybe you just don't – I guess you don't know enough because you haven't been there yet? I'm just curious as to the, oh, yeah. the impact that Rachel's had and, and how that might impact females in the future getting jobs in baseball. Oh, no. She, she
1: has definitely paved the way for all of the females getting hired now. I mean, she even said to me, like, by the time I graduate college, I will most definitely probably have a job in Pro Bowl. But her thing is, like, is... So her advice to me is to coach in college before I go to Pro Bowl, which I wouldn't be opposed to because I love college players. Like, I worked with them this season in the summer with Wareham obviously. So I thought they were great. Um, so I I definitely wouldn't be opposed to doing that. Um, but her big thing is just making sure that they're not hiring you as a diversity push. Um, like meaning just because you're a female, like make sure you're not being hired just because you're a female and it looks good for that organization. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's her big thing, just making sure you're qualified. But she has done; she's giving me every single step that I should take, great advice. Um, so yeah, I should definitely be—I um, should be pretty set up for my future with her.
0: You know, I think it's great for the sport just to be able to hire anybody who is qualified, and—and uh, and I think what you said is. I, 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 you know, I don't think that people should be hired just for the diversity purposes of it. But if someone is the most qualified person, I think uh-huh. there should be an opportunity for them to, you know, for for people to get the jobs that they want to get. Like in Rachel's yeah. case, it seems like she's doing a good job. Um, you know, it seems like she's been a part of developing some good players. Uh, I know Dylan Lawson a little bit, who's the hitting coordinator for the Yankees, and. Uh, we're both. Uh, he was a Moorhead State coach before I was a Moorhead State coach, so we sort of have that tie together. And uh, I, you know, I know him a little bit. I know that he's the one that hired Rachel and, and seems to speak very highly of her. Now, for you, Kayla, I know you said your experience was really was really positive with Wareham. And, and summer ball is a little bit different than maybe college because I don't. Um, there's there's a a bit of a restriction to the amount of coaching you do because uh, all these guys do come from different programs. Like you said, Coach Polk was really good at recognizing that and recognizing that you don't necessarily want to go like overhaul a hitter or a pitcher because they're, you know, they're probably doing what they're doing because that's what the coaches from their colleges wanted them to do. And, and you don't necessarily know that coming into summer ball. Uh, But was there anything that you felt like, I don't know how to exactly to word this. Is there anything that you feel like coming as being a softball player, coming into the baseball world, that uh, that you maybe did get a little bit of pushback, like maybe players thought maybe there's a little bit of pushback because it's not something they maybe felt like you understood enough because it's not something that you did as a player. You know, that's always the thing, even if it's a, a male, you know, guys that haven't played the game sometimes will get a little bit of flack because there, people will say there are some things they didn't understand. Was there anything that you experienced or things that you would expect to be a little bit more difficult to break down barriers with players just being a female and knowing that you, the game you play is a little bit different in a lot of ways than the game they play. Did you experience any of that, or do you expect that to be the case in, in any particular aspect of the game as you're going forward?
1: Um, I mean, working with Wareham, and I'll talk about the hitters, if I notice something with any of their swings that – like pretty obvious um I would tell them and they would listen to me they would make adjustments um and they would do them um so I didn't really see an issue with any of that because obviously they they know that I play softball but they again respected me enough and trusted me um because I built such great relationships with every single one of them um, throughout this entire season, so they had great trust in me, in my opinion. Um, to make those adjustments, whether I'm a female that plays softball, female in general, um, in their sport didn't matter. Um, they were
0: great. That to me would be one of the hardest things, and that's not just a knock on you, but that I've even thought that about college, uh, college coaches that go into pro ball, and I've and when I when I have coaches on here who are coaching in pro ball who never played pro ball. That's a question I ask them too. You know, do you, when you, when you're working with these hitters, do you get any, any resistance because you never played pro ball and because your experience is in college and now you're coaching pro ball, do they, do they give you any, any uh, is, is there, is it a difficult barrier to break down or do they give you any resistance sometimes? And I think it's something probably everybody deals with a little bit to a point, but I kind of get those same answers from the pro coaches as you just gave. It seems like for the most part, once you have the relationship and once you have the trust of the players, no matter what your background is, you know, they, they seem pretty receptive, which, which, which you hope would be the way that players would respond. But I think it's a fair question to ask and, and, um, you know, probably something that the players themselves have to wrestle with a little bit, or at least some of them. Um, Kayla, just to wrap this up, what do you think the future, the the near future looks like for you? Obviously we know what your long-term goals are. Um, but what do you think the next couple of summers hold for you? I know that this one, when we're recording this, we're, we're basically at the end of your first summer. But have you thought ahead to what the next steps might be um, on the path to what you ultimately want to achieve?
1: Um, so there's an opportunity um, next summer that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say yet. Um. So I'm either going to do that. It's with working with a triple-A team. Um, That's all I'll say. So there's an opportunity that could happen next summer there. But if not, I will not be opposed to going back to the Cape Cod League and working there. It was a great experience. I would definitely do it again. So either one of those for next summer. But, I mean, during the school year, I am hoping to reach out to Coach Forbes and – work with the baseball team in any way that I can. Um, so I'd say that for now, short term. Um, continue to read, I read a lot of books. Um, baseball, psychology, um, you name it, I'll read it. I'm always open for recommendations, um, for new books to read, um, but just staying up to date with everything, um, and doing whatever I can to stay involved. <laughs>
0: Are, and you still plan on? Do you plan on playing? I mean, you, you want to work with the oh. baseball team at UNC a little bit, but you, are you going to continue playing softball as well?
1: Definitely.
0: yes. You're really going to be busy then throughout the fall and the spring. Um, and we know that you know playing college sports is uh, a, a very busy schedule as is, and, and if you're playing and trying to help out with the baseball team when you can, uh, you know, great stuff. But you'll be you'll be busy. But like you said, you've got the work ethic for it. And, uh, and that's what ultimately I think is going to make a big difference for you in the long run. I found that just as a college baseball coach, and I think no matter what discipline you're in in your life, the people who are willing to put in the time and are the hardest workers, are they're going to rise to the top because a lot of people out there just don't want to put the work in it, and again, whether it's in college sports or otherwise. So just your work ethic in general that it seems like you have, I believe will go a long way for you. Um, Kayla, is there anything that we, that we missed, anything that you want to – get into or want to say that that I didn't ask you during the podcast before we close it out
1: no nothing really just that I mean this experience in Wareham was one that I'll never forget it was my first team that I've worked with and I will remember them for forever all the people the other interns that were absolutely amazing Um, the coaching staff the gate men the Cape Cod League in general they were great to me Um, it was just an an amazing experience that I'll never forget. And I appreciate everything.
0: This has been a really enjoyable podcast. This is Kayla Baptista, everyone who is about to go into her sophomore year as a softball player at UNC Chapel Hill. She spent the summer of 2021 as an intern for the Wareham Gateman in the Cape Cod baseball league. Uh, She's someone who I think has a bright future ahead of her, uh, whether it ends up being in, in college or pro ball, baseball or softball. Uh, we really appreciate your time here, Kayla. If you want to check out some other podcasts on the Figured Out Baseball website, we actually have a podcast with uh, one of Rachel's uh, – one of, well, I guess I'd, I'd say one of the staff – one of her fellow staff members for the Wareham Gateman this past year. Sam Jorman is another female that is hoping to make a splash in the baseball world. She was on a podcast with us earlier. You can find that podcast for free also on the Figured Out Baseball website. Uh, and hopefully, Kayla, this is the first – of several podcasts we have with you. I would hope that, uh, you know, when, as you go through your career, especially once you graduate and get into, uh, coaching at, at wherever you end up, hopefully we can have you back. And, and this is the, not the last we've heard of you, uh, here at figured out baseball, but Kayla, I want to very sincerely thank you for your time and wish you the best of luck with everything that you do.
1: Thank you, Jeff. <laughs>